1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got to set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, it's saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think he's down right up there. 10 yards. Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming in your ear holes. And this week I have a really 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 special podcast to share with you guys i'm really excited to do this not only for you guys but for me in the future for my son in the future i think this is going to be uh, the moment of recording this podcast i hope my son remembers forever and it's something that he can cherish and uh and relive as well as me relive um throughout the years of us hunting and you know when he grows up and, and doing his own thing um you know, this will live forever, so maybe his kid can listen to it one day if he has kids. Um, but this podcast is about, you know, leaving a legacy. I take huge pride in being a dad. I believe I was put on this earth to do that job um, as successfully as possible. Um, I get a lot of slack from friends sometimes and family. Um, I pick my kids over everybody. 
including myself a lot of the times. Um, I had a very bad childhood when I was young, which a lot of people don't know. And uh, I trying to make my kids' childhood not perfect. Um, they're still going to have to struggle for some stuff and learn worth ethic and stuff like that. But I just want them to have a good childhood, good relationship with their dad that they can always come talk to me. And uh, that's what we're doing here. We're talking about deer hunting. And we're trying to get the mindset of an eight-year-old, um, what he's thinking. I ask him these questions. I didn't prep him for any of this. This was just me and him and my other boy up, you know, podcasting together. No prep. I just told him, hey, you want to podcast about deer hunting tonight? And they were really excited to do it, of course, because they, they see me do it all the time. And they're not involved. So anytime they can be involved, they're going to be ecstatic. Um, there is going to be a slight pause in some of his answers. But that's this is what this episode's about. It's about him getting what he's thinking out, um, so he feels more comfortable. And having it and having him speak the words is going to make him more comfortable in the situation. And then it also lets me know what he's comfortable with. I learn a lot when me and him are talking about how I should set up that first hunt, where he's comfortable shooting, what he's comfortable doing, um, and uh, I'm I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. If you have a kid that you're thinking about getting into hunting or if you have, you know, you have a a nephew or anything, uh, I think this is really informational and it's really cool for me, like I said, to experience this. You're going to get the mindset of an eight-year-old kid. So before we get into that, let's get into the people that make this possible. You guys know who that is. That's Exodus Outdoor Gear. Uh, They've been representing the podcast for a long time. Huge shout out. To anybody that used that code, um, WLP, you guys absolutely smashed it out of the park for me on that. Greatly appreciate the support you showed, the love you showed for the podcast. And uh, that is that code is no longer good. They will be giving me another code for Velvet Fest, it sounds like. So if you missed out on this opportunity, um, you have that opportunity coming up. But I'm going to go back to my regular, my regular schedule uh, plan and uh, give you my Exodus update. So what am I doing with my trail cameras right now in June 13th? So what I'm doing right now is I'm prepping all my stuff for the very first big push. And as you guys know, um, I released that I'm not going to be sharing as much detail of my actual hunting, um, what bucks I'm on and stuff on the podcast. I'm going to let the guests do the talking, but I'm going to share all that on my Patreon with the people that are supporting the show and kind of game plan with them. So what I'm going to do is going to be really cool is I'm going to kind of make an in-depth map of where I'm putting cams, number the cams, release it all to the people on the Patreon, and then show them what pictures I got and what area and what bucks are going to be there, what bucks stay, what bucks go. You're going to be able to hunt through my trail cameras on there, and we're going to be able to discuss it and game plan where people think I should go what bucks they think are going to hang around, what bucks that they think are going to you know, leave after velvet season. It's going to be really cool to have a community that's following these these uh, trail cams. And I know I'm giving away a lot of the intel here, um, but I know who's in the Patreon. And I feel like the content and the camaraderie that it's going to create is going to be worth the expense of me giving away intel where my trail cameras are. But you're going to be able to see how I'm hanging my trail cameras, what, when, where I'm hanging them high, where I'm hanging them regular, what I'm running on video mode, where I'm putting my cell cams, where I'm moving my cams throughout the season. 
I'm going to try to keep it fluid and kind of let people know exactly what I'm doing. And like I said, I'm going to be showcasing a lot of intel of what I got going on and also sharing my trail cam picks on uh, the Patreon account. Um, like I said, I know a lot of the people on there. I'm not going to give you like, I'm not going to give away like the property name or a giant aerial kind of going to give a description of the location and a pinpoint on a map to where you can kind of get an idea and then what trail cam picks I got off of it. I think it's going to be really cool. Don't know if it's ever been done before. I don't think it has. People are very secretive and selective on that information. Um, so that's the Exodus update and what I plan on doing in the future on my Patreon account. Um, if you guys are in, that's something that you guys might be interested in. I'll be releasing the first upload here after a while when I get all my cams out and you can sign up um, for the Patreon on the bio page. Um, but if you're if you're in the market for any cell cam, make sure and check out the new Rival. And Exodus has a giant arrow update coming in just a couple days. So check out their page. Make sure and um, get subscribed to their email. That's going to give you the first, uh, the first information right off the rip before they post anything on social media or anything like that. All right, let's get into the show. So... First, I'm gonna go over my before I have Rainer come up. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna go over my, um, my uh, the setup that I got for him. That's very that's working very well. So, um, the first thing we've been doing, we've been trying to I've been trying to have him visualize his hunt, um, before you know when we're out in the yard shooting or whatever. We'll talk about it. You know, he's shooting at a deer target, but I'm like, all right, you're you know, is it evening or is it morning? And he picks one, and then, you know, how far is it? He says a distance, and then I say, is it a doe or is it a buck? And uh, he's he's really adamant on killing a doe first, which I think is cool. I think I've kind of – I think I've kind of told him that they need they have to earn the bucks, you know, that it's hard to, you know, to kill the big bucks. I don't want my kid to go out there and kill a, a big deer right off the bat. I know a lot of people do that, um, but I would rather him have the, the transition of shooting – just like I did, you know, killing a lot of animals, um, and getting that, that experience of actually shooting the animal, tracking the animal without it being a giant buck that he's worried about losing or worried about making the shot or worried about upsetting me. I want it to be about him and what he wants to do. If he gets to a point where he wants to hold out for a big deer, that's completely fine, but it's going to be his hunt. 100%. He's going to say to pull the trigger or not. And, uh, that's something that we're visualizing do you feel like it's a good shot? He's going to say yes or no. Then I'm going to say, okay, do you want to take the shot? And he says yes, and then I let him shoot. I'm really working on scope recognition and breathing out, holding, and shooting, and he's doing a really, really good job. Um, His effective kill range right now, I believe, is 35. That's one of the questions I'm going to ask him. Um, So maybe it'll be different. Maybe it'll be the same. I'm not sure. Um, 35 is kind of what we feel comfortable right now with the crossbow that he has. We have shot further than that just to give him confidence at 20 and 30. Um, but 30 yards, I feel like is a really good range for him that he's been shooting very well at and stacking arrows. Um, so I, I bought him a killer instinct crossbow. It's like the bone collector edition. They had a sale at Dunham's, um, and I went and snagged one of those, um, really good crossbow it's a pull cock i didn't want anything a crank cock because i didn't want any chance of like him learning how to cock it and him getting it out by himself or something like that um 
when I wasn't here. Um, so it is a pull cock, so I know that he cannot get it loaded. Um, safety is, you know, the highest priority when we're shooting. You know, no one in front of the shooter, you know, pointed down on the ground and all that. So he understands that, but you never know with an 8-year-old kid. He wants to practice shooting to get better and, and you know, sup- excuse me, surprise me next time we shoot, he gets it out. So um, I'm really enjoying the crossbow. One thing I really will say is I haven't crossbow hunted, but, man, the learning curve for the crossbow, like I got that thing out of the box and 20 yards standing and hit an X, like first shot out of the box. I was like, didn't sight the scope in or nothing. They got it sighted in, out of the box, ready to go, um, which was I was kind of blown away at, to be honest with you. And then, you know, got my son set down there, and he shot, and he's stacking arrows at 20, you know, first three, four shots, they're all in the money um, right off the box. It gave him great confidence um, to be able to do that, unlike with the gun. You know, the gun, he struggled for a while and, uh, and, and really, you know, tried to figure out what he was doing wrong, scope recognition with that. But the crossbow, he picked up on very, very quickly. One thing I will add on is I we have a pellet gun with a um, with a scope on it that they go out and they shoot at birds or whatever with, and I think that has helped their scope recognition a ton to be able to you know get that bird in the scope um, with a lot of other guns you know it's just iron sights which iron sights are great too but if you plan on hunting a scope I got that scoped pellet gun to make them use the scope to be able to get on target. And we shoot um, little flipping targets with the, that pellet gun all the time. And they have to, uh, you know, get on the target. So that's something I think really improved their overall skill with the scope and finding. Because um, I did some research, and that seems to be one of the major issues for kids is being able to find the actual deer in the scope while they're hunting. Um, so another thing that we got is we got a death crypt. Death Grip Bog Pod, Garrett from Last Breath, he actually bought that for me. I think it maybe was a Christmas gift for me and my boys. Um, huge shout out to him. That has literally, like, that is literally the only way that he could shoot the way he shoots. So if you're not, you're not familiar with it is, it's a three-legged tripod. It's very, very heavy duty. It has a clamp. So you can adjust it to his height, whether he's setting, standing, kneeling, we, you know, we're practicing different things, but you can set it to the height that you need it to set. And then he doesn't have to hold the weight of the gun or the crossbow. He's able to stand behind it, get on target, move the scope fluidly, then hold it easy and make the shot. So that has been, Garrett was like, dude, you got to get one. Even I use it even for gun season last year for myself. It makes such a difference. If you've never used one, it's completely worth the investment um, they, you know, they aren't crazy expensive, but they're going to last forever. And it's something that will absolutely change the way you shoot and your kid, whether he's shooting a crossbow or a gun or anything like that, it, it makes it extremely easy. So, um, like I said, I, the 35 yard kill range is what we talked about. Another thing that we've talked about is making him feel like he's really involved in the hunt. So I made him a special pack. Um, and in this pack, you know, he's got a small set of binos. He's got um, a spot for, you know, maybe for extra gloves or a beanie. Um, he has one of my old range finders in there. Um, he has, 
you know, a spot for a book or a spot for, you know, uh, a snack, some water, just something that he has to pack and prepare for the hunt by himself. Like I can ask him if there's stuff in there, but that's just my way of trying to prepare him for maybe the future when he's packing stuff to go hunting to get an idea of what he's going to, you know, need and want to utilize. And then also gives him something to carry and be involved so he can look in the binos while I'm looking at the binos or he could range something while I'm range something and kind of get a feel for, we can work together. It makes him feel like he's more involved. That's something I did when I was just hunting with him in general. Um, so I think that's something that he really likes and uh, enjoys doing. So that's something that I will be, you know, making sure that he brings every hunt is his specific pack. I probably will get my younger son a pack because he loves to go as well. I like taking him. He does very good hunting, um, very good waiting for deer. It's incredibly how well he can wait. Uh, but I need to get him a special pack as well and get it set up just so he feels more involved, feels like he's part of the hunt, and he's contributing in some way. That's the main thing. Um so another thing, you know, with kids, one thing I've always learned, snacks and, uh, and you know, make sure you bring enough water, snacks, that can hold them out for a while when you're deer hunting. Um, but that's kind of the setup for the crossbow. We do have um, a 243. I do plan on taking him to Missouri and doing the apprenticeship hunt down there. Um, I'm not sure. I'll be getting a tag. The main priority will be him, um, and then I'll be hunting as well. But the main priority would be getting him on a deer down there, making that trip an adventure to really trying to make this first year a high success, high fun year. Um, whether we go down there and shoot a spike or whatever, grandpa's completely cool with whatever we kill. Um, he's going to get to go down on the farm, experience what I experience, see a lot of deer and uh, have the range of the 243. I've been shooting about 75 yards with that. It's very, very comfortable understands it it in the death grip um after about five shots he's kind of um he's kind of expecting the kick like he's fired up to shoot a few and then after that he's kind of like this thing kicks a little so we stop right away um but we have been shooting at you know um you know flat deer targets been shooting very well understand scope recognition I put the gun off target, make him move on target, talk about the range. I did buy a lube hold scope where I'll be able to adjust the range to where he doesn't have to aim high or low. It'll be set for the gun. He doesn't have to worry about it. Another thing that I'm I'm able to do now since Illinois legalized it is get a 350 Legend for him. Um, it kicks less than the crossbow, and it's something new that I might use. I'm not 100% sure. I love my muzzleloader. I've been killing stuff with it. It's really solid, um, but I want to shoot it and see how I feel about it. But it's something that he can use that kicks less for the 243. but then he has like his own gun that he feels like this is the gun that he's going to use during hunting continually, um, which I also feel like is important. You know, he has the gun, he understands it, learns gun safety, goes through the motions of how he's going to hunt with it, shooting with it to actually going out and killing a deer and I'm hoping that he can just, you know, if he continues to hunt throughout his life, he can take that gun with him for the rest of his life and, you know, remember all the deer that he he killed with it and have the confidence 
of man this i've killed you know 10 deer with this thing already you know when he does that first hunt without me whatever he's going to have that confidence of the weapon that he's had forever with the setup to be able to keep going on that so that's something that i want him to be able to have to go consistently it's his um and i'm going to invest some pretty good money i've invested pretty good money in the scope invest pretty good money in the gun get him something solid that's going to last a really long time um but that about wraps up my kind of my plan um my my plan is to hopefully the first hunt would be a wagon blind you know something i can control the situation you can move more in um and you know hopefully something 35 yards and in hopefully 20 you know a doe spike forked horn i'm gonna have him on and ask him kind of what he wants to shoot kind of go over you know why he thinks we hunt um his least favorite thing about hunting his funnest thing about hunting um how do you think his first hunt will go what are some of his goals and what's his you know what is his most excited weapon to use throughout the year and then kind of how he's how comfortable is he going to be in the first situation how he thinks it should line up in his brain and i think him talking about that will give me some insight as to how i should set up and how i should you know have him come come to that first time and be not only him be prepared but me be prepared for what he's comfortable with so let's have rainer and blade come up here and hop on and uh we'll go from there hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain your feet are carrying the load without the right boots you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at midway usa we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, so I got Rainer on. Say hi, Rainer. Hi. Rainer is eight years old. Anything else you want to describe yourself as? No. Eight-year-old, loves football baseball and hunting and what else running what else do you love anything that describe you pretty good soccer soccer all right well i'm gonna have him on like i mentioned before we've been we went through a setup of what we've got uh what the plan is to get him out into the woods some things that i have learned over the years of taking him hunting as well as blading blading's in the room as well so if you hear any background noise, he might hop in um, and answer some questions. 
But I think this is going to be really cool to showcase the mindset of an eight-year-old that hasn't killed a deer yet to kind of see what's in his mind and what he's thinking before he actually goes out into the woods. Um, so I got some questions for him. Um, he doesn't know any of the questions. Um, they're going to be some about hunting, some about what he thinks he's going to do this year. I'm going to ask the question and let him answer. And if he needs some guidance, I might help him on a little bit. But I want them to be organic answers because when when you get older, I want you to be able to listen to this and real and you know relive the very first hunt that you're going out. Because the plan is is to podcast together about our hunting experiences, not only for you to be able to listen to it, but for me to be able to listen to it when I'm old. Because everything is recorded on the internet forever, we'll have this forever. Um, and then as, as well, there might be another dad out there that wants to take his son hunting. He's going to be able to listen to this and get some knowledge from you to maybe help his son be more successful. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So why do you think we hunt? This is when you answer. <laughs> to eat. To eat. Eat the meat. Yep. What's your favorite thing to eat? Deer. Deer? About frog. You like frog? Yeah. Yeah, frog legs. Mm -hmm. Um, anything other any other reasons we we hunt? Have fun. Have fun. Okay. Maybe hanging out together. Yeah, hanging out. Together. Yeah, learning about the the wilderness and the animals. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite type of hunting? Do you like dove hunting or deer hunting or squirrel hunting? Probably squirrels since you get to run around the most. Squirrels. <laughs> Bladen, yours is squirrel hunting too, right? That's your favorite? Yeah, squirrel squirrel hunting is a blast. You get to run around the woods and make noise and chase them down. Huh? Our squirrel hunting adventures are pretty crazy, aren't they? Yeah. Lots, get, of, sh lots of shots. Yeah. Let's get some deer shed. Oh, we get a deer shed every now and then squirrel hunting? Yeah, we do sometimes. So, what is your favorite thing about hunting? Make sure you're talking to the mic. What's your favorite thing about hunting? It's the first thing that comes to mind. Seeing a deer. Seeing a deer. Any kind of deer or just a deer? You just want to see a deer, right? Yeah. You just want to have a good hunt, see a deer? A deer, deer? that's an 11-pointer. 11 11-pointer? 11 <laughs> So your favorite thing about hunting is being able to see the deer and see the wildlife. Um, what's your least favorite thing about hunting? What were you going to say? What? What were you going to say? When? Before I interrupted you with that question. <laughs> okay, what's your what's your least favorite thing about hunting? Um, I think my least... Waiting. Waiting. My least favorite thing about hunting is probably waiting and the cold and waking up really, really early sometimes. <laughs> you like waking Five up? In the morning. Yeah, you like waking up really, really early or no? No. no. I yeah, you've done that before. Yeah. Turkey hunting, you have to get up really early, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Okay, so your least favorite thing about hunting is the waiting right sometimes you have to wait a long time to see deer and then sometimes you don't even see any deer um when do the deer like to move the most i know you know when do they like to move the most bladen 
what? Oh, in the rut? <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> what what time of day do you, they like to move the most? Uh, nighttime. Nighttime? Yep, that's right. Deer move at nighttime the most, especially the bucks. So yeah, there, that's why yeah, it's hard the to see them. Yeah, the are out in the open in yeah, the daytime. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got, bud? You got something? Let's get up here. What do you got? Both of <laughs> he clammed up, got to the mic and clammed up. <laughs> so, yeah, so the deer moved the most in the nighttime. That was good, Bladen. And, and the rut, that was right. That was two really good answers. And Rainer's yours is a good answer, too. The, the uh, does move a lot more in the daytime. So that's good knowledge to know. All right, now, um, how do you think your first hunt will go? If you could imagine it in your mind, where would we sit? And what, what, how would the hunt go? Probably good. Good. What do we got? Any any details? Where where do you think we would sit at on your first hunt? On the grass. In the, in grass? the grass. Yeah. Is that where you'd be more most comfortable on the yeah. ground with yeah. me right beside you? Yeah. Yeah. Um. What weapon do you think you'd be using for your first hunt? Probably a crossbow. Crossbow. How how close do you think the deer needs to be? Around like not over like thirty yards. Not over thirty yards. Yeah, we've been practicing a lot at 30. You're really good at 35. We can do that, but we think 30 is the comfort zone right now. So you kind of got an eyeball how th how far 30 yards, and I'll be right there to guide you. So your your first hunt would be we're set up in the grass hiding, and we're looking for a deer to get 30 yards out. You think we're going to be in, looking in the timber or in the field? What field. Where would you be most comfortable, looking field. to a field? Yeah. So you can see a long ways and yeah. see what's going on? Yeah. See him coming? What do you got, Bladen? Uh, Get closer. What do you got? Um, Are you going to be in the grass with us? Remember that hunt what me and you went on? Yeah. And I was coughing. Yeah, and you were and, coughing. You scared the deer away? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you shot at it. And I shot funny. at it and missed because you scared it away. I said, don't move, and you coughed real big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you think you? that's hilarious, was huh? Was it a blush you? No, it wasn't a sneeze. It was a cough. No, he should have just done. Yeah. <laughs> no, he coughed real loud and waved his hands. Like this? Yeah. Okay, so your first hunt will be in the grass. We'll have the crossbow. We'll have it on the on the, the bog pod death grip that Garrett got us. And uh, we'll be set up there. I'll be right beside you. Um, what do you think your first animal will be that you get the opportunity to, to take a shot at? Probably a doe because they're out in the day. Probably a doe. That's yeah. a, That's good. So you think the first deer would be, you know, a, a doe out there, sub 30 yards, when you know, where are you going to aim? Right behind the shoulder. Right behind the shoulder, right? Center body right behind the shoulder. That's mm -hmm. where you have the most most room for air to get in the lungs or a heart shot. All right, so what, what do you think are your goals, some things that you would want to achieve for your first year hunting? What do you think is one, let's do one goal that you think you can get for sure and then one goal that you think might be really hard to get. <laughs> Hitting the deer. Hitting the deer. That's your main goal is yeah. putting a good shot on the deer yeah. and making sure it dies quick on any deer. So what, what would be your big goal? Maybe like shooting a buck or shooting a couple does or... Shooting like two does. Like two does. Making with, with good shots. One with a gun. Yeah. One with a crossbow. Yeah. 
That's a good goal. That's a good goal to have. What do you got, Bladen? Let's get up here so they can hear you. You also hold this like daddy's buck with a scot and a whittle. Yeah, you got to hunt hard to get big bucks. Yep, that's right. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, you got to hunt hard to get big bucks. That's right. All right, so out of the weapons that you have, your crossbow, your two forty three rifle for Missouri, or your three fifty legend, what are you most excited about killing a deer with? The three fifty legend. Yeah. Yeah. With the new scope that we got. Yeah. Garrett's gonna get us dialed in up there. Um, are you excited about the Missouri trip? You've never been hunting out of state. Yeah. Your first year, we're gonna go down to the family farm. Me too. Yep, you're gonna go too. That's gonna be a fun experience. Would you be most comfortable out of a blind down there, you think, on the ground? I think yeah. the tree stand's still a little ways away yet. We need to practice that some and um but uh what what property are you most excited to to hunt at? Like Kings or the urban piece where the little food plot is or the big piece where the wagon blind is? Big piece. The big the piece. Blind. That one has all the fields, huh? Yeah. yeah. We see lots of does out there, huh? That first hunt, I seen thirty something deer. So hopefully we can get, um, get get on one real quick. So your main goal is just to make sure you hit the deer good, yeah. do a good shot. Yeah. Deer goes down. Um, are you gonna tell any of your friends about hunting? You no. think? No, you're not. No. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> so what if you get a deer? Are you gonna tell them? Nope. No. No. <laughs> So what do you think your chances of shooting a buck are? Like any size of buck? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? <laughs> you got high hopes on me. 10 out of 10. That's that's pretty good odds. So what what would you be happy with as your first buck? Would like you, a 6 or 5. Like a 5 or 6 pointer? That'd be really good, huh? So it just... Uh, a nice six-pointer out there, strutting along, maybe bumping a doe or something. <laughs> Thinking he's going to hang out with the girls and Rainer and Daddy sitting in the bushes. <laughs> it smoked them, Bladen said. All right, well, um, we got you the, you know, we got that crossbow, that killer instinct crossbow. You're really comfortable with that with the the death grip bog pod, right? Without that, it would be really hard to shoot, don't you think? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and the same thing with the rifles that the where it holds the gun for you yeah. really helps. Yeah, be, yeah, because of it's a little bit heavy. Yeah, it's a little heavy. Same thing with the crossbow; it's heavy. Yeah. So are are you are you excited to hunt? You think? Yeah. yeah. Are you nervous at all? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, that's good. It's good to be nervous. Like we talked about, it's a big thing to take the life of an animal. So you're out there, you're trying to get meat and trying to enjoy the experience, but you have a responsibility of making a good shot and get the deer down. So it's good to be a little nervous because it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So, all right, well, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for coming on, being the guest, Rainer. Um, I think this is going to be really cool when you get older to be able to look back and listen to yourself. And I'll, I'll cherish this podcast for forever and ever. Um, with Bladen jumping in there, but some main takeaways is, you know, you're just looking to get a good shot. You'd be most comfortable on the ground with me beside you, most comfortable with the crossbow, sitting on a field, sub 30 yards. I think we can make that happen. And, uh, 
You have to be really sneaky. You're not gonna be able to move very much. We'll get the blind set up. You're comfortable sitting out of the blind, shooting out of the blind, right? Yeah. We practice that. We'll practice that some more. Like a turkey blind. Yep. We'll get that set up. We can maybe shoot out of the wagon blind. We can take the target out there and shoot out of the wagon blind once before season to see if you're comfortable doing that because that'll be different um, with the crossbow. But you'll be able to to move. You know how we can move in that a little bit more. Be able to move in that. I yeah. can have it on one window, switch it over to the other, mm-hmm. switch it over to the other, and I can use the window as a rest. Yeah, you could do that. Yep. That would work. So maybe we'll practice that, get you feeling more comfortable. Because the main thing is you want to feel comfortable and shooting. And then if we are hunting and you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to take the shot ever. I got one. What? What do you got, Blade? You have to practice till deer season. Yeah, you have to practice till deer season. Right? We have to shoot shoot to make sure that we're going to be good for deer season. Yeah. Rainer's going to go this year. We're, we're on the fence whether we're going to let Bladen shoot one next year or not. I feel like eight-year-old is a good good age to understand kind of what you're doing. You are taking a live. You guys have seen me cut up deer, help me cut up deer, so you understand that process. We eat deer all the time, don't we? I mean, we eat it mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, we don't eat pretty much any beef or burger. It's all deer. Um, we all love it. And, uh, I'm really excited to pass this tradition down to you guys. Um, with the knowledge that I've learned from the guests of the podcast, hopefully can really make your experience. All right. Well, I sent them hoodlums to bed. I can still hear them down there banging around though. So they're not laying down. They're probably driving their mom crazy. Um, but just like I said, that was the, uh, the inside of an eight year old, um, and what he kind of thinks how hunting's going to go. Um, if you listen to this episode, I really appreciate it. Um, this is incredibly special to me. And it's cool that I could showcase it with you, but I'm also leaving a legacy with this podcast that my kids are going to be able to go back and listen to, and hopefully my grandkids um, forever and ever. And having the opportunity to listen to him when he's eight talk about how his first hunt's going to go is going to be really special for me, but also it's going to be really I hope it's going to be really cool for him to have forever. Um, and uh, and you guys get to experience it as well. Um, maybe you learned something as well. A couple things that I learned. Um, I See, at the beginning, I thought 35 yards is where he was comfortable, but he thinks 30 is his comfortable range. So that's something that you need to think about. Like, you don't want to – I don't want to push him past his comfortable range. So right now his comfortable range is 30 yards. So if he's – he didn't really hesitate when I asked him, you know, how far of a shot. Pretty pretty quick, he understands the yardage, and he said 30 yards is where he feels like he's comfortable, 30 and in. Um, so that was one takeaway. Another takeaway is he wants to be on the ground, um, kind of in the grass set up off the side. He wants it to be in a field. Um, that's another thing that we hadn't talked about, whether it's going to be a timber setting or a field setting. He imagines – a doe out there sub 30 yards in a field feeding. That's that's what he wants, which I think is a very controllable environment and something that I can make happen. And if that's where he's most comfortable, I feel like that's the exact spot that I want to go and do. Um, so that was just a few things. Another thing is he's most excited for the 350 Legend, which I thought the crossbow, because he, he likes – he has like a, a you know actual compound bow that he shoots of course very low poundage just to get go through the motions understand how to you know draw draw cycle and stuff like that aim a bow um but he really likes the archery aspect but i think the 350 legend since it's going to be his 
gun, I feel like that's going to be really special for him if he has the opportunity to, to harvest a deer with that said gun. Um, another thing, you know, his uh, least favorite thing about hunting was waiting. You know, he's straight up honest. That's my least favorite thing about hunting too is is waiting for the deer to come. Um, and it's cool that he, you know, understands that that's part of the game. And then my youngest son kicks in and I ask, he's he's five. I ask him, when do the deer move the most? And I'm hoping like evening, morning. And he says, the rut. I'm like, what? The? This guy's listening, bro, you know? And then he's like, nighttime. I'm like, that's right too, you know? And uh, two right answers that that uh, that I, w- I wasn't expected to be in- that in depth. And uh, one thing I've learned over my years of fatherhood is uh, you never can underestimate your child because I feel like it's uh, they're always more advanced or stronger or more capable than you think that they actually are because in your mind they're a child, but in their mind they have no limitations. They don't under- kids don't understand limitations yet, um, so they're far they're greatly they're way higher than you think they would be. Um, just from hanging out with him is what, what have I experienced? And my five-year-old just proved it right here. Um, uh, my five-year-old absolutely loves hunting. His name's Bladen. I think he's going to be right now. He's the one that is a hundred percent engulfed with it. Rainer is loves the process, but I think even, he even said it, he's nervous cause it's his time. It's his year. Um, so my main goal was to make it as fun and, you know, try to make it as successful as possible. And talk them through the hard times because there is going to be hard times. There's going to be ups and downs of hunting. But as you guys listen to this episode, if you are a father, if you have took your nephews out or whatever, and you have any advice that you would like to send to me, um, this is my request of you um, is send me some advice of what you think I should do, shouldn't do, things that worked for you, things that didn't work for you. Um, and you can send those on Facebook to Cody Jenkins or the Facebook page or Instagram, White to Legacy Podcast. I greatly appreciate any insight. Like I said, this is something new for me. I've never took a kid, you know, the for his to, on his first actual hunt, like where he's actually going to do the the killing. Um, so, as you, if you guys can can't tell, I'm recording a podcast about it. I'm incredibly excited about it. We've been shooting our bows a lot, and that's why I kind of ask him. You thought, you know, would you be comfortable podcasting with me? And you know, of course, he was really excited to do it, but. Um, I kind of want to get his perspective now and then maybe get his perspective closer to season and kind of see if there's any difference. Um, but I am going to be bringing you guys along in this adventure of me, you know, leaving a legacy with my boy in hunting. And, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to record this episode and release it to be able for me to be able to cherish it, my kid to be able to cherish it. And hopefully you guys found some value in it. Um, and maybe it brought you back to your childhood of hunting and those scenarios. Um, it made you think about those good memories you had with your grandpa, or your dad. Um, cause that's what we, that's, that was the start of hunting man. the anticipation of that hunting season, the anticipation of your dad finally letting you go, or your grandpa finally letting you go. Like that was the moment, man, when you're driving out there and you're just so excited to just not even hunt, just be part of the group. And, be part of a hunting camp or be a part of the deer drive, whatever you're doing, just be part of something um, that the adults were doing. It was such a special moment when you finally got to go. I mean, this is his moment. Like I said, he, he did say he was nervous. So that's something we're going to have to work through, but I told him that's good. It's just like um, he's been playing baseball and he says he gets nervous. I said a little bit of nerves are good. Um, but 
you know, we practice a lot. You know how to practice, so you know how to perform. That's what I always say. You you do good in practice, you do good in the game. It's just part of it. You you know how to perform, um, and we're gonna keep visualizing the hunt and and going through the motions, and we'll keep you guys updated. Appreciate you guys tuning in all the way to the end. Love you guys. Um, gonna be getting some more heavy deer content strategized going out for summer trail cams, summer scouting. Um, finding summer velvet bucks and getting ready to, I mean, deer season's coming guys. It's, it'll be here before we know it. The year is absolutely ripping by and uh, appreciate you guys tuning in all the way to the end. Love you guys. Um, until next week, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy and white to legacy is out. I'm coming in your holes next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central time. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.